Welcome to the Gym Heroes Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Peacock. Today's show is brought to you by Gymdesk, the easiest gym management software you'll ever use. Take payments, create marketing automations, track attendance, and much more. To try the software out free, go to gymdesk.com. No credit card or painful sales call required. Our hero today is Hayden Kramer a networking expert who has applied his lifelong work in government to helping martial arts and fitness businesses grow with unique, low-cost marketing strategies. Today, Hayden reveals to us how he was able to negotiate lower-cost or totally free booths at local events for the purpose of marketing a martial arts school that we both used to work at. And he gives us several tips on how to maximize the effectiveness of these booths. Without further ado, Hayden Kramer. All right. Welcome to the Gym Heroes podcast. Um, Hayden, please introduce yourself to the audience and let us know a little bit about what you've done in the on the business end of things. Yeah, ab- absolutely. So uh, let, let me first start off by, you know, say I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a black belt, although I happen to be wearing one today. Um, but you know, I, <laughs> Uh, my first, you know, exposure to being in the dojo, the, the, the gym, if you will, was as a kid. You know, I'm a firm believer. Everybody tries karate and piano lessons at some point in their life, yep. and nobody sticks with either. So um, <laughs> I joined, uh, you know, I joined actually with, with Josh. He, he was my my chief instructor um, about seven or eight years ago with, with a company, um, and that was my first real in uh, into the industry. Uh, I had always been in and around the community and in and around events. So my job, again, was not stuff on the mat. It was not instructional. It was more uh, program director. Uh, so following up on leads, signing new students, interacting with, with kids, you know, their, their first interactions within the school. Um, and then since then, uh, I, I went back to my government roots uh, and, and maintained an active presence in the community uh, through parks and recreation. So that's, that's where I find myself now. Um, and, uh, glad, glad to be here. Glad to share all these tips and tricks with folks to, to kind of further what, 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 what people are interested in. Nice. Very cool. Um, so we see, we seem to be entering a recession right now. Um, and, uh, p- instructors get particularly hit by that. I know you were on the back end of things. Margins can be very slim. Um, and things, when things get tightened up, one of the first things that goes is, uh, sports or martial arts. Um, so, uh, do you, do you have any tips in mind for, um, what gyms and martial arts schools can focus on to weather that storm in terms of, uh, outreach and marketing efforts, um, so that, so that they're not just bleeding money all over the place. Yeah, you know, you're in business to make money and, and, and don't ever apologize for that. You know, if someone asks for a discount or a break, don't ever feel like that's offensive. You know, you you have to ask, you know, and it's mm-hmm. an ask. It's not a guarantee. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and you can say yes, you can say no, you, you, can, you can negotiate something in between. Um, I think for me, understanding what industry you're in. So when you say martial arts, you know, you're talking way up here. Yeah. Um, I think sometimes you need to understand who your client is. 
and it's different for everyone, right? You know, so if it's the three-year-old, you know, so I'll, I'll speak from personal experience. I, uh, I, have, I have a child. Her name's Lainey. She's four years old. You know, um, when we're looking at activities, um, I'm not looking for her to be a black belt. I'm not looking <laughs> for her. She just wrapped up soccer. I don't think she's going to be the next Mia Ham. You know what I mean? <laughs> but what we're looking for her is discipline. Can she listen to an adult? Structure, teamwork, physical activity. So, you know, run that parallel to, to your industry, Josh, with, with martial arts is, you know, when you're looking at that three to six year old, do I really care how hard she punches? Do I really care how high that kick is? Now it's cool, you know, and that's cool to show grandma. But at the end of the day, you need to understand what problem or what niche you're solving for that family. So for me, if I'm a four-year-old dad, you know, um, I want her to listen. I want her to become more disciplined. I want her to look forward to something, you know. Uh, I want her to kind of gain a bigger sense of herself. So I think that that's important. Uh, you are right. You know, there's only so much money on the table. And when it costs more to get somewhere, when it costs more to put food on the table, um, you know, your insurance goes up, you know, whatever the case may be, that discretionary income gets tight. Now, I will say, you know, kids' activities are the last thing that parents cut. Parents will cut their Starbucks. Parents will cut their, you know, their gym fees. They'll, they'll cut their things. Mm-hmm. But at least when it comes to kids, you know, that, that should remain on the table a little bit more. Okay. Um, but what I will also say is from day one, from your first interaction, that is your brand that you're selling. You know, so don't wait until they're a lifelong customer. Don't wait until they've been there six months. That first interaction, that first phone call, that first booth set up, your website, your Facebook, your email, your text, whatever it is, that's your brand. You know, so don't wait until the hard time. Don't wait until the recession to, to boost your game. Your game should already be at that A level. Awesome. So with that said, event booths are based, they're, they're like bread and butter for martial arts places and gyms and fitness, like a lot of business, really a lot of business that are into sports and activity, but especially martial arts, that's the big thing is event booths. Um, and usually there's the, uh, the town and, and, and even private businesses, they have regular events throughout the years that you can go to. Um, those booths can be expensive sometimes. Uh, so I know you've been able to negotiate when, when we were working together, you were able to negotiate us reduced or even free booths from several popular local events that we used to frequent. So uh, how did you approach those negotiations? How did you make your case for getting us a reduced or a free booth? Great, great question. You know, so I, I agree. Being out there is is key. You know, you can open your door every day at 9 a.m. and close at 9 p.m. And how many people are just rushing to get it? Probably very few. You know, I can literally probably count on my hand how many people just walked in and said, man, what do you do here? Can I take a lesson? Um, you know, so you have to put yourself out there. And with those vendor booths, you're, you're right. You know, it is uh, firsthand exposure um, to, to do things. So typically anywhere from $50 on the low side to, man, I've seen hundreds of dollars or even $1,000 for, for a multi-day festival. Uh, again, I'll go back to what problem can you solve for the event producer? And I think that's where I had the most success. Um, so, you know, figuring out who that right contact is, is important. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then also just giving them a call, you know, put a face to a business, if you will, you know, uh, put a voice to that business. 
and and let them know, hey, look, I'm, I'm not just another tent and table business. I'm not selling scrunchies or LuLaRoe or hand soap or honey. Here's what we do, you know, and this is where this is where you insert your elevator pitch of we're anti-bullying, we help with fitness, we're family-oriented, um, you know. But then say, look, I understand that you have a kid zone. Uh, you know that that should be the first perk of, of the event producer's ear uh, because oh kids okay and these are usually where you find your bounce houses your face painters your balloon twisters your magician and all of those things cost the event producer money right so when I'm yeah. hiring uh, a bounce house to have you know 60 kids per hour on average go through or a face painter that paints 15 kids faces per hour that's money shelled out. Um, so to say, look, I want to provide an activity for your folks. You know, I'm going to do board breaking every half hour and on the hour, I'm going to do a mini lesson. Um, you know, so th these are things that are going to activate a dead space for you. And guess what? I'm not going to charge you any money for it. You know, holy schmoly. So now you're giving them the proposition and telling them, look, I'm going to give you something that you don't have to pay for. But you can advertise, and I'm going to be out there, no cost. I'm going to staff it. I'm going to clean it up. I'm going to set it up and everything in between. You know, so as an event producer, which I am now, I like that. Because think about it, if, you know, just easy math. If you have 100 kids at, an, at, a, at a festival, and mm -hmm. obviously just easy math, you, you'll have more. Um, yeah. And you only have one activity. That's 100 kids in line at one activity. So if now you can give them a second activity. I've already given your folks another opportunity and they're going to have a better time because they're exploring more things. Um, and once you make that sell and if you do it correctly, you're there, you know, and then once it's, you know, once you're into the fall fest, when mm -hmm. the spring festival rolls around, it's a simple phone call. Hey, Josh, it's Aiden from, you know, XYZ school. Uh, man, we had so much fun. I got a lot of positive feedback. Hope you did too. You know, I love to do this again. And it's, yep, man, I'll get you a bigger space because we heard a lot of positive feedback as well. And then I think it's that that good partnership in between that time. So that's cross-marketing. That's every once in a while dropping an email and say, hey, Josh, how's everything going? You know, don't forget, use me as a resource. If you have summer camp coming up, why don't I give your, give your staff a break? And why don't I come in from noon to one and just lead the kids through a fun mini lesson? You know, again, no, no charge. But you're putting yourself out there. You're becoming a resource to them. I think that's that's what that's what is going to lead to success for you. Awesome, that's great information. Um, I remember that you, that that one time um, uh, when you had mentioned that you got us a booth uh, for free. I was like, I was like, how did you do that? And uh, I remember you mentioned also, I think, I think that you had said that you'd also pitched it as a, a sort of as something educational towards the community, because at the time we were doing a lot of like anti-bullying and predator yeah. prevention. Yeah. So we, that was another way I think that we helped to um, get our, get a reduced or a, or a free booth to get in that information because we were actually giving a real, I mean, the information we had was good. It was good information. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we were, we were educating the, the kids and the parents on that, helping them keep safe too. Well, and I think, again, it's one of those things that, you know, you're absolutely right. You have something that give me 20 seconds with your child um, to talk about, you know, um, bullying or to talk about 
quote, stranger danger. And I think one of the things that hit home a lot of times was just saying to parents, oh, stranger, you know, the parents, oh, we know about stranger danger. And then hit them with the stat. Do you know that 85%, and again, I'm making this off the cuff, you know, I, I, haven't, I haven't reviewed this in a while, but do you know that 85% of the people that are going to abuse your child aren't strangers? So when you're perpetuating yeah. that myth of stranger danger, you're, you're taking away the Uncle Jimmy or the Grandpa Joe or whoever it is. You know, so then, again, parents think about that. And, and that's that's your in. So on top of the fun board breaking, on top of the fun, you know, loud kiosks and everything and, and cool kicks and demo and, and flashy yeah. you know, nunchucks and things like that, give them something to take away. Um, you know, I think the other thing, Josh, that, that you and I did very well is, is just you know, grabbing the wrist and learning how to turn out of that. That yeah. is a very, very simple 15 second thing that, I, that sticks with a parent. You know, so um, that, you know, telling the kid to yell fire instead of help me, because, you know, it's been shown that if you if you ask for help, people turn away and they're not going to help. But if you yell fire, well, geez, now I'm at risk and, and welcome to the selfish American lifestyle that we all live. Yeah. You know, but that that simple thing is going to live with parents. Parents are going to reiterate that to their kids and it's going to stick with them. So then when you follow up with them, because at the event. You should be collecting who they are, how old their kid is, their phone number, their email, all those lead generations. Then when you give them a call, you can you you then move into that next step. You know, so you you've met them, you've built your brand, you've built your tent as a welcoming area, you've given them that community education, and now you are reaching out proactively to take that next step in the journey with them to invite them into into a free lesson or a free class. Excellent. Yes, and that's a perfect segue. Are there any other ways that we can maximize the effectiveness of our reach uh, of the booth during the event? You talk about positioning it in the kid zone, if that's what you're targeting. Um, I know another place that I used to uh, train at, he, his was in a different area where more of the, where, where adults were being drawn in for like, uh, consignment and clothing and different things like that. So what, what can you do to increase the effectiveness of your, of your booth during an event? Yeah, so I, I think staffing is a huge thing, you know. Um, so, for example, we we just hosted a big festival uh, where we saw like fifteen thousand people. Now, do you think that you're going to touch every single person? Absolutely not. That, that's that's not the goal. But you want to have high quality communication with them. I'm not saying here's a business card. Here's a business card. Here's a business. You know, I'm, take the take the you know sea salt scrub shoe cleaning middle of the mall salesman out of this. You want those high touch interactions where you're learning about the person, you know, mm -hmm. you're telling them what you have, you know, and then you're, you're actively listening, you know, so yes, you have to have that pitch in, in, in your mind, but everyone is a little different. So if somebody says, man, you know, my child is, um, you know, maybe may a little heavy set. Okay. Well, maybe I don't focus so much on the bullying there. I, I talk about maybe discipline. You know, so it's discipline on how to eat a healthy diet. It's discipline on how to exercise. Mm -hmm. um, we we had a, a student, Josh, I remember, um, that had some some muscular differing abilities, if you will. You know, yeah, um, and exactly, I appreciate it. You know, so yeah. understanding what we could do to help that. Now, do I think we're going to solve it? No. I don't, you know, but how can we give him the mental strength, the physical strength that, that he may need? Um, so, again, I think it's it's being that solution to whatever those parents' problems are. 
And if you can be the solution to everyone, you're going to have more students. Now, is now everyone you meet, is that kid going to sign up? No, that's just, but it's a law of numbers. If you talk to one kid, you know, one family, you have all your eggs in one basket. If you talk to a hundred people, you know, you're spreading out. If you get 10%, man, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the, the other thing is it's all about lead generation because again, how many times do you call someone? And this is an honest question, you know, or do you rely on someone reaching out to you or that word of mouth? And nowadays, I really think it's, you know, people reaching out to you personally um, and then that that word of mouth. So I think the, that being there, being seen at all the festivals, at the schools, at the restaurants, at the PTAs, that gives you that trusted brand. Um, and then I think just easy things of, of contesting, you know, so talk about raffling. I don't care if it's a free pizza party, you know, and, and a lot of instructors and owners say, my gosh, I'm going to spend $200 on pizza. You know, I'm giving money away. Yeah, but what comes with that $200, $200 of pizza? It's 25 kids that they have a one-on-one lesson with a fantastic chief instructor that if you do your job, if I do my job, that rolls into great students. You know, same thing either at the event or online. It's all about that lead generation. Um, you know, and then following up. So I think I think we're going to talk a little bit more about that. I don't know if this is a good time to, to segue into that, but truly, it's if you're going to be out there, make it worth your time and understand mm-hmm. what that is for you. And for us, it was leads. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it was good to push your brand, and it was good to to be out there and say this is why we're good. Um, but no one ever really followed up with us. It was always our job to then go after. Them. Right. Right. Yeah, that that's an excellent uh, right there at the end. We we had to follow up on them. We will talk about that in a second, but I, but um on Jim Desk we've um mostly me, but we have some writers that write us some excellent help me write excellent content for Jim Desk too that to educate gym owners, martial arts school owners, uh yoga studio owners. And one of the things that I've stressed stressed personally is really combining your content marketing with your outreach, even your traditional marketing, like brochures and stuff, because we, you know, Coca-Cola, um, McDonald's, they can all afford to spend millions of dollars on general marketing that gets their brand out there. And people kind of already, they have established habits of visiting those. So you remind them to go back. They don't have to have a direct response. They don't have to have a call to action. They don't have to have something there to entice your your attention uh, in order to get you to buy through that marketing or to get an ROI, but small businesses are not that way. (laughs) So you, you had mentioned before about offering information to get people over to listen to that as well, to go and to listen and get interested at the booth. Then there's, I think there's even additional levels of, of useful information that you can offer in exchange for email, phone number, things like that. Like, Hey, we will give you this, this cheat sheet for how to make these healthy meals. You know, if you're a gym or we're going to give you this managing stress, helping your children manage stress. Like it's a big thing after COVID helping your kids manage stress. We'll give you this PDF. If you put your, oops, excuse me. If you get your email, give us your email or your, your, your cell phone number or, or whatever. Um, those are great ways to actually get people's contact information so that you can generate leads from people who are, Genuinely interested in, in what you'd have. If not interested, they're probably not going to give you the, the information. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, and, and I think one thing that, that is good is strike when the iron's hot. 
So example, yeah. when, when, when you just led that four-year-old through the board breaking and their smile is as big as this, you <laughs> know, or you, you showed them the risk grabber, you know, you, you, you gave them that information about healthy eating, ask, Hey mom, you know, what does next week look like to get, to get Josh in here for, for a lesson? You know, I, I see how happy he is. And it's hard again, coming from a dad when, you know, it's this, to <laughs> say no, you know? Um, and again, to, to then say, we have a class on Tuesday, Thursday. We got a class on Monday, Wednesday, Saturday, whatever it is, strike when the iron's hot, get the commitment, and then follow up again. Yeah. So you, and you talk with a lot of parents um, while we were there. You talked to prospective members. Yeah. Um, you, you really, you just mentioned one way that you were able to help generate those leads. And that was to ask while they're, while they're excited. Are there, there, are there any other, um, tips you have for convincing people to give you your, give the information or to, to get interested in, in, uh, maybe coming in for a trial lesson? Yeah. So uh, again, I think it's just listening. So uh, mm -hmm. I think it's ask and listen. So again, you, you have to have, you have to have those built in answers. Again, it's, what do we do? So again, whether it's yoga, fitness, martial arts, you know, any, anything, you know, you have to be the solution for them. So when they're saying, Hey, you know what? Um, I've tried dieting in the past and it just doesn't work because I'm all alone. Okay. Well, let me tell you about the programs we have where it's group fitness. So we check in on each other and it gives you that, that sense of, you know, camaraderie. You know, did you know that that leads to, to an increased length of the diet and more exercise and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. When you're talking about, man, I don't have time, you know, it's just time. And, and I can attest to it. I've used that excuse. The next question should be, well, what do you do that eats up your time? You know, and when they say, well, our kids are really into sports, really into soccer, uh, really into, you know, whatever the case may be. I say, man, that's great. You know, I, I, I did a lot of different activities as a kid, and I, I think it's a good thing to try it all over because you, you never want to pigeonhole them in. Mm -hmm. But here's how martial arts helps out with that. You know, do you think, and, and I call these the yes questions, you know, do you think having your child be more disciplined would be a good thing? Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, do you think your child being a better listener? Yeah. Do you think, you know, expanding the range of motion and, and muscular abilities of your child? Yes. Well, this is the, these are the things that martial arts brings, or this is what yoga brings, this is what Pilates, or, you know, insert your industry here. Um, again, because if you get them saying yes, ask and say, when can we get you in to show you these cool benefits? And if they've already said yes and yes and yes, they're more apt to say yes on, on, on that next question. Um, you know, and, and just understand what those objections are sometimes and, mm -hmm. and you'll see it the more and more you do it and it'll become more of a more routine and, and natural for you. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the, you know, as when you're out there, yes, you, you are a martial artist, you are a yogi, you're a, whatever you do, but at that point you are a salesman, you know, you're yeah. not leading anyone through um how to do a squat you're not leading anyone how to do a downward dog you're not leading anyone through a kata you're a salesman, but you shouldn't be the salesman that we all think of you know you shouldn't be that snake oil salesman with a clipboard in hand and, and give me your credit card let me sign you you know it has to be done in a tasteful way 
um, because you are competing against soccer, baseball, basketball, kids' activities, grandma, grandpa, mom, dad, Netflix, your phone, you know, cleaning the house, walking the dog. You know, so you have to be enticing to some level um, and trustworthy. You know, so I think that's yeah. that that that's key there as well. Yeah, yep. I, I didn't want to hear that um, when I was uh, an instructor. I wanted to just teach, but you do have to learn. You do have to learn to be a salesman. But yeah. the good the good news is that you don't have to be a pushy yep. sort of you know like a used car the stereotypical used car salesman. What you just brought us through is like really really excellent sales advice. And that is ask some questions to get to the bottom of what it is that's actually in the way and then explain to them how martial arts is going to help them or even potentially be a better substitute for them. And that'll be, that'll be really helpful. So we're, we've talked about getting people interested, getting their information, making them into leads. Once we've got leads, um, you know, what did you do to follow up on them and convince them to come in for a trial? Yeah. So I think, you know, it, again, it's, it's a lot of time commitment. Um, you know, so typically take the average Saturday, you know, we would start off at, at the school, you know, we, we run our morning class, right? After classes, then we'd go and do that outreach. Um, so you're getting the leads, you're getting the information. For me, it was, how can I streamline everything? So we weren't doing things paper and pen. We had the iPad, you know, and, to, to spin our prize wheel or enter our contest. It was all digital. That way I wasn't trying to decipher, is that an L or is that a seven? Is that an at sign or did somebody just, you know, hit the key, you know, whatever the case may be. So that day I leave the event, you're tired, you're hot, you're sweaty. You want to go home. You want to see your family. You want to see your friends. You want to get your own training and whatever. This is where that sales mentality comes from. It's a simple email. Hey, insert name. It was great meeting you at insert festival, you know, the, the wax off family fun day or, or whatever, whatever it was, mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and this is where those notes kind of come in handy. You know, when we were talking, you, you indicated that, you know, your, your young seven year old Josh um, was having some struggles with school because of bullying uh, I just wanted to attach this one sheet that, that talked about our bullying program. And I'd love to invite you in. Set the next expectation. I think this is key. Either reply to my email, you know, and, and maybe you set up one of those. And, and again, times have changed in eight years where they can automatically register for a class or, or mm -hmm. give them some classes. You know, click the link below and, and, and register for your class. Uh, or again, set that next expectation. I will give you a call this week. My mm. phone number is this. So when it pops up, I'm not a spam call. Look forward to discussing this further after you had the opportunity to look it over with your husband, your wife, and your family. Again, yeah. take away that objection because one of the biggest objections I heard is I have to talk to my husband. I have to talk to my wife. So you're telling them, A, I'm going to call you. Yeah. B, here's your homework. You know, Talk to your husband, talk to your wife, get that off the table, right? <laughs> so that when you call them, it is a just natural flow. Hey, I hope you had the opportunity to review that sheet. Does that seem like something that could help your child? Fantastic. It sure does. Let, let me get you in here on Tuesday. Now, if you're anything like me, I don't answer the phone the first time, probably not the second time, probably not the third time. So if you call and you're one and done, you're going to close your doors at some point. 
you know. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying call them at 901, 902, 903, 904. But what I used to do is call them in the morning, call them in the afternoon, and repeat that all week. If they if they answer the phone and get get angry, again, that's the pivot of, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I'm just so passionate about anti-bullying that I wanted to I wanted to give you your son that ability, that that tool in his toolbox so yeah. that he can squash this issue and be successful for the rest of his life. Do you have 30 seconds to talk about this? You know, so again, preemptively understand the pushback you're going mm-hmm. to get. Um, you know, emails work great too. It's just a, it's a good mass communication out to everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then one of the things that we started to do later on was texting. You know, again, how yep. do you receive your information? Um, I text a lot more friends and family and coworkers and people than I do call on a given day. Yeah. Uh, you know, so I think it's a, it's a good idea to, to meet people where they're at and that's texting. You know, I think again, in those emails, invite them to take the next step, follow you on social media, you know, do whatever they need to do. Um, at some point you are harassing them. So if they don't respond to your text messages, if they don't respond to your phone calls, you know, in that week, week and a half, throw them in your cold leads, you know, um, understand where you met them. And then follow up with them, I'd say, every quarter, you know. Uh, and then it, it's it's nice that they are reintroduced to you. Maybe soccer season's over and they're looking for something new. You know, maybe mom just got a promotion and she has some more dollars to spend on, on something. Maybe time has changed and you went from second shift to first shift. You never know. So don't make the assumption. But follow through with them every quarter. Same routine. Call them in the morning, call them at night, send them a text. And at some point, they're either going to tell you to buzz off, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> or, or you're going to you're going to win them over um, and, and, and take them to that next step. You know, but it is a lot of time. It is a lot mm-hmm. of time to, to, to get there. You know, once they've committed to that next step, they are the most important person that are that's coming through the door that day. Now, I'm not saying you can ignore your customers that have been there since your grand opening and things like that. But when they come in, when we used to do this, and I don't know, you know we didn't do it at the start, but we did it probably about halfway through. We, we were working together. Uh, our, our kitsch was two free lessons and a free uniform. Yep. You know, so we set up the uniform right there. When you walk in, it had your name on it. It was crisp. It was starchy. It was nice. Um, why? Because we want you to feel important. You know, we are here for you. So again, knowing your market, when that kid came in, I knew their name. I knew mom or dad's name and I was expecting them. You know, so you could do this with a, you could do this with a chalkboard too. Welcome Jimmy, you know, or whatever the, whatever it is. Um, and then when they come in, you're not talking to mom and dad first. You're getting on the knee. You're, you're talking with that seven year old and, and that makes them feel important. Because ultimately, yes, it is mom and dad's credit card that, that's paying for this. Yeah. But who's making the decision to go there? I would, I would argue from what I saw, Josh, 75% of the time it was the kid. Yeah. When they get off the mat and they say, I don't like this. Well, mom's not pulling out 150 bucks a month to give you for something that she, you know, yeah. their, their child does not like. Yeah. If they come on beaming with a freaking smile because you did your job as an instructor and said, when can I come back? When can grandma come and see me break my board? I can't wait till I get a yellow belt. How is mom and dad going to say no? You know, 
and, and I grew up, you know, in, in a single family, Josh, you know, money was tight with my mom. Um, if I wanted something, guess what? Mom figured out how to make it work. You know, yeah. and I saw the same thing with, with the karate school you and I were part of. Mom paid part of the tuition, aunt would call in and grandma would call in. You know, that, that then became birthday and Christmas for, for, for that kid for forever, you know. Um, so I think it's making them feel important. Now, understand that we didn't arbitrarily pick two as the number of free lessons you got, you know, but the first lesson was introducing them to the program, giving them that two-minute speech, but letting them watch their kid out of the map. We then gave them homework. And, and what was the one thing we left out of that bag of the uniform, Josh? Do you remember? The, the bag in the uniform? The, the yeah. belt. The belt. Why? Yeah. They didn't earn it. You know, we, we don't give anything away. Yeah, you, know, you don't. That's, that's that's not yep. the that, that that's the culture we're in today, but that's not the culture we have. Right, because you have to earn everything you get here. And as a parent, man, I like to hear that, you know, yep. because guess what? They had to come back, and we had the seven magic words, you know, of yes, mm-hmm. no, please, thank you. Because again, as a as a parent, that's what I want them to to live on. You know, if they complete their career as a martial artist and get a black belt, I'm all for it. But manners, anti bullying. You know, again, paying attention in school, you know, more discipline. Those are the things that white belt, black belt, whatever, are going to carry on and bring you through. You know, so then that second lesson was, let me get you your belt. And again, when you come off the mat beaming, mom, Mm -hmm. why don't you step into my office and let's talk about this a little further and square the deal away. You know, and I think that, that that is that is kind of full circle understanding where it is. So if you come in there and you're just talking about kicks and punches and demo teams and, you know, we're going to go to, you know, the, the state fair and do that. I don't care as a parent, you yeah. know, I, that's not important to me right now. My child is important to me. Those short term things are better than the long term wins that we're going to have. Um, and I think that is where, where um, you know, I think I think you developed, Josh, and I give you a lot of credit when you first started. You are all teaching, you know, let, it is discipline. Right. It has to be perfection and this, that, third. Yep. You'll drive people away. Yeah. You know, and, and I saw that transition in you to say, okay, I get it. You know, if, if the high block is supposed to be here, I'll take it here. And I'm not going to harp on the kid because I know that they're going to get it if they stick with it. But mom yeah. and dad are impressed because they're learning things. You know, they are yeah. learning things. And every yeah. time they go home, it's with a smile. Yeah, yeah. I came from that that old background of got to have your your horse stance. You got to be able to hold it. It's got the knees have got to be bent so you've, you know. And uh, that first, I don't know. I want to say the first two or three months was like, I think the kids only like to come because they like to talk to me afterwards or before. Yeah. Um, and then the class was very boring. And then I thought, you know what? Why don't we just get loud? Why don't we have fun? Yeah. And the technique will kind of, it'll follow when it's ready to follow, right? We'll give yeah. a little instruction yeah. here and there and it'll start. And it, that's basically the way it went. The kids didn't, the technique didn't really suffer. The kids got, most of the kids got pretty decent. Um, so if you're afraid to like not be traditional because the technique's going to suffer, it's not, it's not the case. Yeah. Like it's just not the case. What I, what I was saying is, you know, me, me as a, as a lay parent, you know, I don't really understand technique. What yeah. I, what what a parent is judging is does the instructor have command of the classroom? Mm-hmm. You know, are all the kids 
rising their boats, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, because if I want that strict Korean school where you, know, you hold the horse dance for three hours on a Saturday and, and you feel good about yourself, I'll go find that school. That school exists somewhere, you know? Yeah. Um, but I, I think at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's tempering the expectation, but over delivering. Absolutely. Awesome. Um, okay. So real quick, uh, we're running out of time here. I know that you, it's kind of a big subject, but um, I know that you worked out some agreements with local businesses as well, yeah. not just with events. Um, I remember we had a thing going on with the pizza shop guy. How do you approach those businesses? Um, is it similar to with, uh, with, with the event coordinators? How do you approach those businesses? Uh, and, and what were we looking for to get out of those partnerships, yeah. partnerships and what maybe should, you know, martial arts schools be, be looking for? Yeah. So I, I think you, you brought up one of the most natural ones was our pizza vendor. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so at the end of the day, we ordered a lot of pizza because one of the things that, that we did as a school is when you signed up, uh, you got a free pizza party, you know? So again, we, we, we briefly alluded to it earlier, uh, man, I may spend $200 a, a weekend on pizza Friday, Saturday, you know, and it is more instructor time. But what comes with that is, you know, little Jimmy who just signed up now gets to invite 20 or 25 of his friends. You also solve the solution for the parent of what are we going to do for a birthday party? You know, so typically birthday parties cost parents hundreds of dollars. They're going to Monkey Joe's. They're going to Great Wolf Lodge. They're going to the bowling alley or whatever it may be. Now you're answering that again, talk about being the solution, mm-hmm. but you're then exposing yourself to brand new, fresh, 25 new leads. Guess what? That hundred bucks in pizza on a Friday night, if we converted one out of those 25 students paying 150 bucks a month, who's mm-hmm. the winner? Who's the winner? You know, in bingo, man. And, and <laughs> to me, the, the more pizza parties we hosted, the better off we were going to be. I love seeing that credit card bill at the end of the month. For, for pizza and it being hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Um, but then what does the pizza guy get? Much like martial arts or any gym, I have a million, I could, I could go to a million different places to order food for a, for a birthday party. Chick-fil-A, Publix, you know, any pizza shop on any corner, sandwiches, subs, maybe I don't even serve something. You know, so when, when we were talking with the pizza guy, it was a conversation of, hey, you know, we ha- we're you know we're going to order pizza every Friday, every Saturday. You know, it's not going to be huge. We're, we're not going to you know be ordering 800 pizzas, but I can guarantee you, I'm not even going to call it every you know 2:30 and every 8:30. Just have five pizzas ready for. Me. And if I don't pick them up, give them to your staff. You know, I'll, I'll eat that cost. But what I'm going to ask of you is two things. Um, you know, what do you need help with? And again, sit back and listen. So our pizza guy was newer in the area, you know, and like you said, profit margins are razor thin. So I said, you know, we were talking and uh, he said, you know, I'd love to help you out. I just can't. So I said, okay, what can I do for you? And he said, I don't know. You know, well, you know, you, you can, you can advertise with me. I said, look, I don't, I don't have hundreds of dollars to your point, Josh. I'm not, I don't have thousands of dollars to throw on the table. Yeah. I said, no, what's a hard cost for you? He said, what do you mean? So, well, I got to buy pizza. I got to, you know, I, I got to buy dough. I got to buy sauce. I got to buy pepperoni. I said, what do you do for your boxes? And he goes, oh, yeah, that's a cost. You know, and he, he tossed out, you know, every, 
every you know hundred boxes was ten bucks. I said, "Can I buy your boxes for you?" And he looks at me and says, "You're going to be paying me for my pizza, and you're going to be buying boxes, whether it's your pizza or not in it." I said, "Yeah." So here's what I want from you: I will design a co-branded coupon. You know, so it will say you know, for for the pizza guy. On Tuesday, give us a call and you'll get a free medium pizza for every large pizza you buy or whatever his deal is. But for me, let me put something on there about my school. You know, let me put mm. the free lesson. Let me put the, the, the whatever our, our current deal is. Because every pizza that went out on a Friday or Saturday night, who's, who's ordering pizza on Friday and Saturday? Families. Yeah. So now without me lifting a finger and for $10, I'm getting in front of families. So again, it's not a wide market like you talked about, Josh. It is a narrow market. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm winning. You know, so then you say, what are some other things that you can do along those same lines? And one of the things we did was work with the PTOs and work with the PTAs. So similar thing is, you know, what do PTOs and PTAs need for the school? They need money. Well, I can't cut a check and send it to you and say, thanks. But what I can do is give them a referral code. So they push it out in their social media. They push it out at their open houses. And then when someone comes in and says, hey, you know, Indian Trail or Indian Land 425 or whatever the code was, and they signed up, I will happily write a check. I will call the PTA president and say, hey, Miranda, you know, we just had another one of your students uh, sign up. Can I drop this check off to you at your next PTA meeting? And then the next PTA meeting, I go down with a crisp envelope. Say, hey, guys, here's who I am. You know, I want to present to you, open it, make it a big production. I want to present to you a check in the total of $600 to your PTA. Let me tell you how y'all earn this. You, you did no work. <laughs> you know, you, you didn't lay out any money. Nobody volunteered their time. All you did was send out this. You know, and holy smoke, you know, so the, the money that you were going to spend on pizza is now spent in a different way, if you will. You know, and, and that got us into every school because every PTA needed some extra dollars, you know. Um, and then I think, you know, just, just taking it from there, you know, obviously leads are, are very important, but keeping your current customer base is also important. So celebrating when they get a new belt, celebrating when, they, when they've been with you for a year or two. Um, when they stop coming to class, they're on the verge of quitting. Yeah. So sending them a card and saying, hey, Josh, we missed you today. I'm signing it. The owner's signing it. The chief instructor's signing it. So that when they get that in the mail, they feel valued just like they did that first day when they saw their uniform with their name on it. Um, you know, Christmas time, uh, what we did is we sent them a Christmas card. Again, everybody signed it. And then we had a little pro shop in the corner, if you remember, and we gave them five free dollars. Now, what does five dollars do? It means nothing to you and I. We can't even buy a tank of gas for it or a gallon of gas for that. <laughs> you know, but for a seven-year-old, you know, five dollars is a lot. You know, so when that t-shirt's ten dollars, which is really costing me three bucks because I buy them in bulk, suddenly I'm moving that product off the shelf that has sat there, frankly, all year, but I'm giving them something that they look forward to. Um, you know, so again, I think it's a combination of how do you continue to grow, you know, yeah. and you can do other things like bring a buddy day, you know, t-shirts in the summertime, you know, again, cause then they're going to wear their t-shirt out to the grocery store, out to the event or whatever they, whatever they're going to do. 
Um, but I think as, as someone who was in that program director role, someone who was in that chief instructor role, if you don't always think about growing your school, you, you, you're, you're not thinking appropriately, you know, and I, I think that, I think that that's important. Uh, and I don't care what industry you're in. Again, think about it. You have food line and you have Publix. Both do the same thing, but there's a reason people gravitate towards Publix. Chick-fil-A and McDonald's, there's the same thing. Why are people going? Customer service, you know what you're getting. You know what that brand is. So again, it's so important that your website to your table, to how you answer the phone, to how you greet someone, is that Publix, is that Chick-fil-A standard? Um, and guess what? People are going to be able be, be willing to pay more for it than somewhere else. Absolutely. That is excellent, excellent advice. Um, I got to run here, but uh, if anyone wanted to reach out to you for any reason, uh, you don't have to give any contact information. You don't want to. I know you work for the city, so you're not really like running a business or anything, but um, where can they find you if you're, if you're willing to, or you can plug any, you can plug the city's information or any of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what I'll say is I am currently the director of park and rec for the town of Indy trail. So Indy trail is just out, is in union County, just outside of Charlotte. Um, you know, truly if, if anyone wants to, to chat and I'll, and I'll send this over to you, Josh, so you can mm-hmm. throw it wherever you need to do. Uh, yep. But my personal email is probably best. Uh, my first name, Hayden, H A Y D E N dot Paul P A U L dot last name Kramer K R A M E R. Uh, at gmail.com. Uh, I love having these types of conversations. Uh, I've, I've kept in communication with some of the owners that I used to work with, and they, some of them are in the game, some of them are out of the game, you know, but uh, I, again, I think that that's always a good thing. And again, I think always keeping your eyes open in whatever industry. I've used things that I learned in the martial arts industry in the park and rec world. Uh, I have <laughs> friends that manage, you know, hotels and venues and grocery stores. I'm constantly picking and stealing ideas from them on how we yeah. can get better here. Awesome. Incredible. Well, thank you again for coming on. Absolutely, man. Always nice seeing you. Yeah.